to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today we're going to be recapping that 3-3 three, three exciting draw against Santos Laguna. And then, of course, we're going to be previewing ahead of the Clásico Nacional. And joining me today, we have a full panel. Everyone that here works here at the Eagle Eye Podcast is talking today in regards to all things Las Aguas de America. So let me get this roll call going. Let me introduce none other than New York's favorite resident, Christian Rosendo, and, of course, Brooklyn's very own AJ. Gentlemen, how are we? Doing pretty good. I've been doing pretty good. What a game we just witnessed. Um, definitely probably not the game we wanted to have right before the Clásico, but I mean, there were some pros and cons. I'm sure we'll get into it, but I'm happy to be here with the whole team. Nice, nice. I gladly agree with that. AJ, how are you? Doing good, doing good. Um, last night's match, um, quite a lot to talk about in that one. But other than that, really happy to be here. Always talking everything to America. Definitely. We'll get into that and we'll talk. A little bit more about exactly what went down at the Estadio Azteca against Santos Laguna. But let me shift directions now to the middle of what is the state. Uh, not the state, excuse me, the country. Let me uh, introduce and the return of our beloved cowboy. It is none other than Cowboy Dan himself, Dylan Jimenez. How are you, my friend? Ooh, we're doing good, man. Um, glad to be back um, <clears throat> with this new format we're doing. So it gives me a chance to be on maybe not twice a week with y'all but you know once a week at least but uh no i'm excited you know i'm ready to talk talk about this america game definitely and we're excited to have you back i know you've been on on the request list for quite a long time and uh, we were very happy whenever we were able to restructurize the podcast to know that you, we were going to be able to count on you and uh, like i said that's the fun thing about it and and glad you're on here and now finally over to the west coast side of things let me introduce Chris Rivera, Chris, how's Anaheim treating you? Good, man. The weather's cooler now. So, you know, less headaches, less being in a bad mood, you know, just enjoying the weather. Well, a little bit in a bad mood because of how things played out yesterday, I would imagine. Oh, well, yeah. But the way it ended kind of made it better. But yeah, definitely not in the best mood because of it. Well, let's 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 jump right into it, gentlemen, and let's talk about it because there is plenty and plenty to break down from here, and I don't want to take too much time out of you guys' hands. I'll start off here by uh, kind of highlighting exactly what Dan Ortiz said in his press conference after this three-three draw. He said this was kind of a slap in the face, uh, kind of a realization of what was to come. And Dylan, we were talking about this earlier before me and you, uh, before we started recording. Me and you uh, were alone here and in in, in, you know waiting for the rest of them, and you kind of had a very interesting thing to say in regards to that yeah so um i remember a couple episodes back too whenever i was listening uh to y'all um y'all mentioned that either the gotcha game or the the san luis game would be trap games for this side and you know maybe they'd get like a little bit of a humbling um but you know that never really came for me in my opinion and so um that's why yesterday uh, a couple days ago and i was listening to uh the podcast and um whenever y'all getting your predictions um that's why i texted john i said oh this is going to be a draw this is going to be two two draw i kept thinking to myself like this is the game if anything is going to be the trap game for this side this is going to be uh, a bit of a humbling um 
And sure enough, you know, even though I get the scoreline right, we did draw and, you know, it was a pretty bad game overall. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't a very well-rounded, I would argue, our worst game since the streak started. Um, but eventually, Christian, you mentioned that all good things must come to an end. And at least it came to an end in this fashion, right? It wasn't a loss. But, I mean, what do you take away from this? I mean, we're still unbeaten, quote-unquote, in 10 games. Uh, I mean, this draw has a little bit less of a, you know, good taste than, you know, other matches. What's your takeaway from this? Um. So, yeah, so, like, I mentioned previously, all good things must come to them. But like you said, though, we're still undefeated uh, over 10 games. So that's the, a good sign. Another good sign I think we need to take away is that America knows how to respond. Um, and when under pressure, when everything against them, they still find a way to stay in the game, to keep it competitive. Um, because even after Santos went up 3-1, we were still pressing. We were still attacking. We were still getting good looks. It's just that we were not shooting on target. Um, I don't know which one of you guys sent the tweet at halftime that said we had 16 shots and only four were on target um, compared to Santos, only six and four of them were on target. Um, I think that's something we have to work on in these next two days because I honestly think that we could have probably scored uh, four or five goals if our shots would have went on target. Um, a couple of bad games from a couple of people. But I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit. Um, but overall, I like the composure of this team and the way that they don't give up. Yeah, I think it, it speaks volumes of the mentality, at least. And something we spoke about on, on the podcast regularly here, AJ, was that mentality of these players, knowing that, you know, their feet are very grounded. And Tano Ortiz even mentioned it because one of the reporters kind of told him, he was like, well, is this kind of, is this slap in the face like a, a justification for you guys to put your feet back on the ground and kind of stop being on cloud nine? And Tano's response was like, no, the players have always been grounded. And he's like, and to show you perfectly, the response was there. We were down a couple goals and the fight was still there. So the players will look for it till the very end. But he's like, but it is a true kind of, you know, it, it basically, I think he was trying to say it was much needed something like this to kind of put in perspective that, look, we are maybe the best team in the league at the moment, but there are teams that will compete against you. And if you sleep off or if you switch off for just one moment, they, they, you know, you will suffer the consequences. So, I mean, your takeaway overall, AJ. Really good that this team responded back. There is a name that they give us a reason called La King de la Remontadas. They proved it right here. It's one of those instances where, as Tano said, that no, this is needed for this squad. Because there's going to be at some point in time where you're going to be down by a margin of goals. Now your duty as a player is, what can we do to come back from this? The coach is going to have the tactic, but it all comes down to the players. If the players cannot execute it, then that's their fault, really. The coach gave, gave um, the players the, the details and the plan needed to do it. And America got it done. Happy that this team could fight back. Yes, it was really sloppy. You could even say in this case, once again, a tale of two halves. We just were not looking like ourselves throughout the first 45 minutes, despite dominating in possession and shots. But at the very end, America responded back with um, goals that were needed in order to keep the streak going. And all in all, really impressed with what, how America responded at the very end of the match. Agreed, agreed. And Chris right there, AJ alluding to it, you know, and Tan Ortiz even mentioned that he said the game plan was there. It just the players didn't really execute it. But he said that's football. If there isn't mistakes, then there isn't any goals. But at the end of the day, uh, what was your takeaway from the way that these players played? Well, it reminded me of the talk we had. Uh, maybe it was last podcast, maybe it was two. I don't really remember. But where I asked you guys, do you guys believe in the in the what well, my uncles tells me, you know, sometimes it's better to lose 
before you get into the year. Obviously, this is not a loss, right? We save a point, but it does feel like, oh, we're we're human, right? We're we're able to have these games, which is good. You know, the game it was sloppy, and it, and it shouldn't be sloppy. You know, like to me, it's not much of what Santos did, but what we didn't do, and 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 that's the 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 the, the good. Th- I, I look at it from a good uh, from a uh, good thing, right? Because for me, it's like okay. Now we're going into into uh, the Clásico with, okay, we have to polish this up. And now we go into that Clásico, not with this, like, we're playing perfect. There, there's nothing we could do wrong. Now we're looking at it like, all right, we can't do what we did on Wednesday, on Saturday, because it's going to get very ugly for us if we don't polish this, you know? So now you have something to fix and something to work on this weekend. I mean, this week leading up to this uh, Chivas game. No, 100%. I, I agree with that aspect. There's a lot to be polished. And let's just kind of go through this. I mean, originally when the lineups came out, you thought, okay, perfect. You know, it's the same squad. It's the same team. And it's originally, you think, in the team that's probably going to be playing the Liga, minus a couple of players, of course. Um, so let me just read out the lineup. So Choen, Goal, Layun, Araujo, Caceres, Fuentes, Richard, Fidalgo, and Valdez were the midfield trio. Sendejas, Cabecita, and Henry were the ones in charge of doing everything up top. And you thought originally, okay, this is probably our best lineup with minus Miguel Ayun, right? Which I think we can all agree is not our best player. But aside from that, you thought, well, this is pretty much the starting 11. You're thinking, go out there, you know, get some minutes under your belts and continue to do what you guys have been doing all season long. And that's dominate and and and, and perform from the get-go. And actually, Santos flipped it on us they actually got the punchline right away they actually hit us first i mean they you know scored a tremendous goal right Leo suarez hitting us not just once but twice with la ley de lex um but you know it's it's it was a good response too from america like you guys mentioned and dylan i know you were talking about it too and whenever the game was going on it was impressive to see the response was just in a minute you know and 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 that's exactly what you wanted to see and i think Again, the response wasn't terribly after we conceded the second goal, but the issue is that we did concede a second goal. And I think that's what ultimately is the issue. Yeah, and, and to me, to me that, that's, that says a lot about the team in some, some ways because we know once they get hit with that adversity, they, they can respond, and which, like I said, we did, which is good to see. But this team got hit kind of in a sense with a lot a lot more levels up of the adversity especially going down 2-1 they've kind of never really been in that situation when it comes into the, in terms of the streak um and then going down 3-1 well you know it hit another level of adversity granted you know like like uh they were able to pull out the draw but you know i, I feel like the adversity was like a bit too much for for this side uh to handle at times that's why it got sloppy and christian we mentioned the you mentioned it excuse me uh, it wasn't a good game for a majority of these players. I mean, the main one, notably, was Luis Fuentes. I mean, you can't be in st- st- sucked into the play that much, knowing that you have literally your ex-teammate, which I'm pretty sure you played a lot of time against in practice, out so far wide. Um, and then other players, too, that come to mind. I don't think we saw the best performance of Cabecita Rodriguez. I think it was an off night for him. Um, again, Miguel Ayun... And they have a lot of questions and doubts. And they has a player that so regularly has been performing for Americas is another player that was not doing well. I mean, do we just chalk it off as, as an off night? I mean, I, you kind of have to. Uh, like you said, this is probably the best 11 we could put out there uh, in any given match. Um, but like you said, also, we have to give credit where credit is doing. I think Santos really did come out with a good game plan. 
uh, knowing that we are a little weak at the beginning of the game, San Luis almost capitalized uh, when they played us, and they they almost scored. Uh, well, they did score, but then it was got, it was got called off. Um, so it was good to see the team put the test so early. And like you guys mentioned already, the Henry Martin goal right after um, was a good response and shows me that it doesn't matter. This team is down a goal. They, they'll, they'll chalk it up like it's still 0-0 and keep playing their game. Um, unfortunately, though, Santos did manage to implement their gameplay, and that's where it got sloppy. Um, and then that's where you saw, you know, frustrated players like Sendejas, Fidalgo, Fuentes just making mistakes they don't normally do. Um, and it just caught up to us and eventually leading us to be losing 3-1 at one point in the game. So I think we need to take this game and just really analyze it for what it is. Um, like you guys said, we are human. Now we know we're human. Um, but this game could serve as a good as a good example of what not to do in certain situations. Yeah, no, it, it it should be definitely analyzed very well. And I think Don Ortiz said that they were going to very much, you know, talk about this game in practice beforehand and kind of just talk about certain points and then move on because it's, you don't have the luxury of sitting back and dwelling on it because you have the Clásico Nacional in just, what, a matter of two, three days. So for America, it has to be a quick turnaround. And I think they understand that they were very below expectations. But I think overall, they, they, they have that gratitude and that satisfaction that we keep mentioning, that they were willing to fight and claw a result again, which, like you mentioned, speaks volumes of what that dressing room is capable of doing. Uh, but again, it's things that you need to understand. And, you know, maybe if we go back and we look at a couple of games where maybe we were winning, and uh, but we still are making kind of eerily similar mistakes. I mean, Asia, we've talked about it too. Defenders leaving uh, players unmarked and and, and being, uh, you know, turned their backs to. I mean, Lillard with Gignac, and then you see Luis Fuentes with Leo Suarez. I mean, it's it's situations like that that you're thinking, well, we, we got to fix these little, small, little mistakes that could potentially be avoiding goals that wouldn't even go in if you, your, your defender's properly doing their job. Yeah, no, 100%. It's moments like this where the defense is the is what well, the defense is your last line of defense. Ironically enough, you cannot be affording to make such simple mistakes like that. Those simple mistakes can alter an entire the entire game completely, where it could just change the whole mood of the team. Whether the team could be high ground, they could see that one goal, they just never seem to recover. They just lost it from there early on, like those two Leo Suarez goals. Completely, Luis Fuentes had no idea where he was at. And everyone knows that while Fuentes is great defensively, he lacks that pace. If a team is, the, is on a counterattack and he's caught off, of course they're going to send it to that right winger to have him run down the wing and cut in to see if they can get a chance. That's what Leo Suarez did in those two plays in the exact same area. What happened? First one, Fuentes got caught off. Three defenders tried to, uh, three American defenders tried to get Suarez. Didn't even work. They just gave him that liberty. The second one, it was on Fuentes. You had Richard Sanchez thing trying to defend, which I had no idea why he was all the way down there, and it was scoring the same exact way. It's unacceptable. And then that third goal by Omer um, Preciedo, um, while Joy did get a hand on that ball to make a save, there was no other defender that could at least block that shot from there. So Preciedo was able to get the rebound with ease and just put it back in. Moments like that, we have come back in situations like this. If you could think of like the Pachuca game from uh, from two seasons ago in the Liga, we've mounted comebacks like this. But you don't want to have this every single time. You don't want to have the plan where 
if you're always conceding goals, you're going to be like, oh, we already know. We've been in situations like this before. You don't like to be like that. You always yeah, want to at least be in a game for 90 minutes where you're dominating and consistently having the other team ground where they can't do anything because that's what you want. That's what you want your home team for any team that you're a fan of to do from the get-go. Just dominate throughout the entire match. Never to be behind at any point in time, which is what America did again for what it is the worst game of the season that we have we could say so far. We got the draw luck, um, thankfully. But we definitely American Nations don't want to see this again, especially with Ligia right around the corner. Yeah, 100 percent 100 percent I mean, Chris, any other takeaway? I mean, that third goal was something else. I mean, what I think Fidalgo thinks he gets fouled and he just kind of stops right there. Uh, which I think he, and even he said it afterwards. He said, I shouldn't have done that. Um, yeah. And then, of course, the shot, which Ochoa parries away. When I, think, I think I was talking to Dylan about this. I mean, I, would expect, I wanted a better parry. Um, and AJ, too, with the follow-up there, no defender was actually yeah. quick to the rebound, too. So it is just it falls all around the pitch, really. Yeah. Like, I was just watching that, too. Yeah. yeah. The oh, yeah. ref was horrible. I think we should, like, Oh yeah, we should have gotten a penalty, by the way, too. Yeah, that was clear penalty, and the fact being that we have VAR for a reason and it was not used, I'm like, so it's just there. We and have all the still want to say that we have the refs in 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 our pockets. Well, that's the frustrating part, right? Because it's like you can't even have a serious conversation with other fans because it's like right away they start bringing up BS, right? And it's like, look, bro, like that's an obvious hand. Obvious, obvious. You can't even say, oh, where is he supposed to put his hand at? Like, you can't even say that. It's a clear hand. That's a yeah. penalty. We should have won 4-1. Or maybe we would have even tied 3-3 because there would have been, maybe we don't even go for the other goal, right? But yeah. either way, like, that was, the ref was already not, and the players were telling him early on, like, hey, you're not, you're missing calls. Yeah, no, it wasn't it wasn't ideal from the rest perspective. But again, I, I, you can only control so much, right, right. in a game, and, and you can only do your objective part. Objective is not to get caught up in all that. Like Fidal yeah. did pretty much for the whole game, and I think that's why he had one of his worst performances this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we were just, you know, alabandolo. What was it? You know, a podcast ago saying that he was by far the best player in America. Yeah, I know, right? And <laughs> it's, a, it's the podcast jinx. <laughs> yeah, proceed unfortunate events, and look what happened. But the thing that I like about him is that he actually, like you said, I mean, he went out. He said, "Listen, I, I." He didn't play well. There's things I could have corrected. There's things I won't do again. Um, it's just to take this game, learn from it, and move on because we have Chivas on Saturday. Yeah, gotta play the whistle. That's I, you know the only. I read they ignored a lot of the Chivas questions too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they did. They were trying to get them to say something spicy. Didn't happen. Smart no, players. They, they're not. They're not the trying to get involved in that. Yeah, they're not trying. They just to want to go out there and beat yeah. them five nothing. That's it. Yeah, that's what they want to do. They're like, we rather talk on the pitch than with you. Exactly. Which I think is, again, speaks highly volumes of what this squad is and the mentality and everything going on in around. But, you know, kind of finally finalizing the Santos matchup. Um, you were right, Christian, in the sense that Santos played a very good game. And what worries me is now other teams will go and analyze this game and say, okay, we know how to go up against an America side, right? But if you realize that if you're just able to not switch off so quickly in the game and, you know, because we talked about it at San Luis, we talked about it now with Santos, we're getting sucker punched right from the beginning. If you're able to close that down and play your game, which, by the way, America did. And you mentioned it, AJ. Tell us the two halves. I'm trying to look at the stats right here. We had a total of 
70% ball possession at the end of the day. 29 shots. Only yeah. only eight of those being on target, but still, um, it's 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 pretty decent numbers. Right? Yeah, but then but then look at Santos's shots on target and the shots that they had. They yeah, were they more. They, they were, and they, also, they were better. They were more consistent. They were more consistent in their shot in their shot taking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, it, it's it, it goes to show that America can still run their game, especially at home. So it's just tweaking those little instances, the defensive part of things, which, again, we were highly, highly alabando this team because we were giving them praises of being such a very well-defensive side, which, by the way, I don't think after those three goals we can be considered the best. No, yeah, I, I think we dropped to, like, fourth. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it, was, uh, it wasn't good in that aspect. But, uh, I mean, overall, you check it up to one of those games where you're just like, yeah. It had to happen. It had to come. And Dylan, we spoke about it. Rather this one than Saturdays. So yep. it's 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 a good way of kind of transitioning and going into the league and having that mindset that, okay, we got to switch it on. So uh, we'll see what goes from there. And then also something to notate that Christian said, you know, it was uh, the battle of goalkeepers. Acevedo by far was on fire yesterday. He performed very well. Um, Ochoa had his saves here and there, but I, you know, I, I knew, I just knew with everything going on and around what is, um, you know, Acevedo, the, the L3 and everything, I felt like he was going to have one of those games. And, and originally, and Ochoa blocked that. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, in the shot. second half, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. If that went in, bro, the family hooked Ochoa. Mm-hmm. Everyone would have gone off on Ochoa because that would have been. I don't even. It probably wouldn't even been justified. But goddamn, bro, that block was crazy. And that's like the second game in a row where he had this crazy ass tape. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm liking the orange cat. I I I I haven't seen him play in the black the one carrot, yet. But the, the, the yeah, carrot, but carrot. But carrot, the carrot kid's growing on me, and I'm not a big <laughs> fan of orange though. Yeah, I like it too. So it's growing on me. And this uh, is some of the Ultra vibes. That's why I'm I just happy it. he gets to use his new jersey instead of the mm-hmm. old one. Yeah. <laughs> like later, with three games left in the yeah, season, they give real, it to him. <laughs> Have the girls used it? Uh, AJ, Wait, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the last game that uh, Macharelli used uh, the, the last season still, right? Yeah. Yeah, because the ladies had a break. And then that's when Ochoa started using his. So, because I saw that the under twenties, that that goalkeeper was also using the carry kit. So, I'm assuming the ladies when they play again, which AJ, remind me when that is. Their next game is going to be. It's starting in um this weekend. They're gonna play they on Monday against Rayadas. Okay, so uh, whoever's the starting goalkeeper will end up using the carry kit. I'm assuming as well. So. Please. But yeah, you're right. It's 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 nice for for them to all have their kids lined up and adjusted there. But a- anything else you guys want to take away from this game? Obviously, it was a it was a better. You guys result. know what happened in that clip with Valdez saying something? Oh, I, it's, it's on a lot of pitch. people. A lot of people were saying. A lot of people were interpreting stuff. Some people were saying that he was like, "Oh, don't pass the bottle like you again or something like that." <laughs> uh, I mean, you guys want to talk about that? I mean, I, mean, hey, I don't, I don't know what it was. Like, I can't. Like, when the first camera takes, it looked like he was talking to Sendejas. But, but then if I rewatch it a couple more times, Sendejas is just running. Like, he's just, like, he's not turning back or anything. Do the NSL supposedly, they, they, they were arguing. But I, I I, I, from the videos I've seen, it, I don't even know who he's talking to. It looked like yeah, he's that's probably... what I'm saying. There's no, like, clear video about it. 
I, what I'm going to say here, if someone's saying they'll pass the ball at Layun, we're going to say that. Who, who was the one that made the second goal happen, though, with the cross? I think it was literally him. He crossed that in. And we're either went off. Oh no, no! Regardless, no. Hold on, hold on. You know that you know that video like that uh, that guy from TikTok makes every time America plays, and it's like the Dragon Ball Z parody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so for that goal, he was. Uh, I think the caption was like Layun's four hundred and sixty eighth cross finally made it into. The <laughs> <laughs> but well, his, will Layun's cross go in? Tune in the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, oh yeah, because then because I was watching some of the highlights too, and it was like some of the crosses he was trying to do. I was just like, oh my god, you know? Yeah. And the shots too. He had like a couple outs right outside the box. Mm-hmm. Literally no defender in front of him, and he just skies it. There was one. There was a play like, where Valdez gets foul tackled. It's a really good right. Yes. Position. Uh-huh. And Layun instead of kicking it, could have just left it alone. But he thinks that he's gonna top score top bins with his weaker foot, and so he skies it. And I'm just so bad at the TV. I'm just like, bro, read the room. You think you he know? does it intentionally? It has no, oh, dude. God. Nah, this man. Point, I, I just no, no, no. Really... not not the shoot. Like continuing to shoot. Obviously, he's not. He's probably not trying to like blast it into the stands. But but does you think he like knows like all oh, people on Twitter? Because the first thing he does after a game is go on Twitter. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he yeah, talks well, about on social media. At this problem, Part of I don't is. know, but uh, uh, I'll take Jurgen Dam at right back right now rather than I take Layun, and La they're bestia. both pretty bad at crossing. So. La hey, bro, I need that Ronaldo celebration. It was not I need, I need that Saturday night, bro. Here, I'll put it on here. <laughs> what, if we make it to the final, Jurgen Dam's gonna score the winner, and it's gonna be that celebration. Oh, wow. <laughs> Imagine the scenes. <laughs> I will literally yeah. speak. See. <laughs> there will be no Jurgen Dam slander. There will be none. Oh man! But uh, overall, three three. We'll take the point hands down. I think it's better than having a loss, and then you just keep taking from there. Anything else you gentlemen want to add on? Plus Vinas, second goal, second goal of the season, right there. That Vidalgo cross into the box, heads is home. I even celebrate. I was just like, oh my God, we actually. And it was a did. really, really good thing because Acevedo was rude. It was his uh, anniversary since he joined right, the club. His, yeah, his, it's, his, it's, his, a, it's a game. Was it third year, four years? How many years has he been in the club? Four years? Three years? For, um, three. Three. three, three, three. So three. Like, he scored in his debut and he scored on his anniversary, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. That's so, perfect. And we'll take it. We'll take it. So, yeah, bless Maravinas and. Um, hopefully he can continue to score. He'd be a great impact sub if he just found his form. Please. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, look what he does. I mean, That's the kind of vibes that I need from him or I need him to manifest that. It'd be great. Yeah. Let's, let's hope we can keep going about that. But and overall, honestly, they, they don't play bad together, honestly, with Henry and, and Vinyas up top. Mm-hmm. Like in a game and in situations like that, I 100% support something like that. Cause you know how some, you how some people play two up top and like they kind of you know get each other's ways balance. and like they yeah, make yeah. the same runs and like this and that. But they actually they're actually you know they're pretty good actually together. I mean, yeah. well, his best year was when they played, you all play the four four two. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. he probably feels way comfortable having someone. Yeah, someone to like make little little passes here and there, yeah. connect and go. We'll see though. But I much prefer the front three of Cabecita, Henry, and Sendejas to start. That's just me though. 
Yeah. I think we all agree on that, though. But I mean, I mean, they were tearing it up until, obviously, the form mentioned yesterday. But again, we'll, we'll get that out of our minds. And I think America has already done so the same. Uh, they've practiced today with the return of Emilio Lara at practice. He looks like he's set and ready to go for the Clásico Nacional. Um, and so, America... Fuentes, like, yes. Fuentes yeah. Injured. Yeah, he went? Yeah. He, 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 uh, it was a calf, I think, injury. So he's out for the Clásico. Well, they said they were, they were just looking. Uh, if, I don't know if it's... Was it calf? It was calf, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'll know that he's injured. But I saw... Yeah. Like, That's all I, I know. On his calf, so I assume it's a calf injury. If he doesn't I, play, how big of an impact is that to our defense? Uh, how how much do we trust? Chavarez, yeah. Chavarez is at the go, and at least there's like more pace in that um category. So we don't have to worry as much as getting counterattacked, but that's also up to Chavarez if you can, like, you know, try to find something that, something that Luis Fuentes is very underrated in, and that I think a lot of people kind of. His is actually are his runs. His overlapping runs are yeah. Yeah, very yeah. well. Very well. He understands his role for his very age. good. Yeah. And Foggy Lara wasn't doing that at, at this stage. No. He wasn't doing that. No. Like, you know, he does it as much, like, at least from a successful standpoint. Yeah. And also, he's a very good passer of the ball. I'm not going to lie. I think he has some pretty good, you know, distribution. So I think Chavarez can cross too, though. Yeah, he can, but I, I don't know. It's just. I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, of course, I back Chava Reyes to do a good job against Chivas, right? Um, will Fuentes be a big miss? I, I, I don't know. I, he could be, could not. We'll, we'll have to wait and see exactly what happens. But I don't. Uh, do you risk your starting left back for a game like this? Considering there's only two games, two games I mean, left this game, season, no, this and then we game, have a long then, break. I, mean, I think I would. A long break. I think I would, but depending how serious it is, right? If it's like this, like if I'm it's like if it's like you can play, like, you shouldn't play. I think you play, but if you really can't play, then don't play. I get yeah. if at most you could give us. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would. It's because I don't want to. I don't want to play him and then have to utilize a sub in because he gets hurt. Yeah. yeah, even more, or because he's only good for seventy-five minutes or sixty-two. You know. Honestly. I just, I, I don't, it, it, could, it could be, oh, well, Chris, you okay over there? You, Chris, yeah, you, 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 you never turn the music up? Huh? I'll turn the music up, don't worry. No, 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 it's because <laughs> I thought I was muted, so I, I moved something, my bad. <laughs> you, you want the brick wall again? I'll put the brick wall up. Oh, man. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to the Clásico Nacional. Let's talk all things Super Clásico. Obviously, it's the biggest game of the season, and what at one point a lot of people would say was determining the season for both teams, right? It was, you can't lose to Chivas, and for them, it's you can't lose to America. We've been spoiled over the past, what, I'd say eight years to always be the ones usually on top of things. Um but this one seems a little bit different. Both teams are coming in pretty hot. Well, aside from their mid, mid-match games, right? She was getting a little bit humiliated at home against Tigres. And then America, of course, being a little humbled by Santos. But I still think that there is something here to be played for more than just, you know, three points. Obviously, we always talk about the Clásico Nacional being more than that, right? Bragging rights, history, everything that comes along with it. But overall... This is an America side that is doing really well. This is a Chiba side that, as much as I don't like admitting it, has 
picked up their form and are doing a pretty decent job. So could we potentially be looking at a 3-3 back from 2005, Christian? Oh, man, that that would be a heart-pounding game to watch, which I don't really want to want to go through again. So I'm just going to say no. But I do agree with everything you just said. I think both teams are in good form right now, um, despite whatever happened last games for both teams. I think this is going to be one of the better games we've had in recent years. It's not so clear-cut that, you know, that we're going to win 100%. Um, I do still fancy our chances, especially at home. Um, and I just think we gel better as a team. So I do like our chances, but it's not going to be like a walk in the park. I, and I don't think it ever is. It never really is in, in, in these situations, Dylan. It's, it's always you, you're going out there and you're looking for blood. And, and you know they can't be yours. So, I mean, how are you looking at this America side, especially after what happened midweek? Um, I'm looking at this side and like, uh, like we kind of mentioned, like, I think some of these players know that they didn't play up to the standard that they've set whenever they went on their nine, nine game winning streak. And so, um, this team is going to look to give back, um, to meeting that bar and meeting that standard that, uh, they set because it, it's a pretty high standard. I mean, re- I mean, I mean, obviously you look at the institution and you know what this institution standard is um, week in, week out. But, you know, I feel like they've kind of elevated it a little bit. And, um, you know, I'm hoping for big games from obviously like Zendejas too, especially uh, uh, playing against his uh, former club. And then uh, obviously looking for Cabecita to, you know, bounce back, you know, just other players too. Definitely. And I mean, an opportunity, right, to right a lot of wrongs here, especially I'm looking at Fidalgo as well, AJ, after making that mistake. But overall, it, it looks to be a very good matchup. It looks to be an exciting one. Um, and you knowing very well the Americanismo and the culture, especially spending your time with the Porra, you know that these are the games you look forward to in the season. 100%. Every time it's Super Classic Week, everyone always going to hype it up. You got friends, family. They can even be like te- um, fans of other teams. They're always going to be the ones after the team is done. They're like, All right, I'm going to take a look at the Super Classico. Want to see what this edition of it's going to bring this time around. It's a game that's always talked about in Mexican media in the States and even around the world when you think of Mexican soccer. It's a game that's heard around the world. Um, look, I feel this edition of the Super Classico might be the one where there might be more hype around this time considering that both teams are starting to be informed. It's especially as well, it's going to be the battle of um head, of head coaches who were who were originally interims. Ricardo Cardena coming from Tapatillo and then um, Tan Ortiz just coming from the U20 to then take over to the, um, for the first team. So now these two are going to face each other for the first time and see who's been doing the better, who's been doing the better job as head coach ever since they take over. So this Super Cup go around. Um, really excited for this time around. Oh yeah, definitely. And both coaches kind of with the similarities of all these international friendlies that got in the way. And then because of that, we're both in the hot seat of potentially losing their job because of the poor results. So, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of similarities in this one, Chris, but I mean, overall you fancy the chances like you meant, like Christian mentioned for us. Um, I, I mean, what, what's your takeaway coming into this super classical? I'm, Confident because of what I saw Chivas struggle with against Tigres. To me, that goalkeeper got it closed, and I think that our forwards, our tag is just gonna. I I know you. It's the last thing you want to do is jinx things, right? But yeah. you just look at you hear. I'm sure. I mean, I know you've seen this, but yeah, they were seeing that. Yeah, Guacho 
is better than Ochoa. I know you've seen those yeah. narratives from even from. So for me, it's just one of those things where it's like I want us to completely destroy. Not even from just a rivalry standpoint. I just I am very confident that our offense could expose a lot of things this this Saturday. Yeah, and and let's let's talk about that as specifically. And one thing I do want to know is is I read this on Twitter too. Our, our good friend Miggy, he said, uh, you know, tweeting about it, he was worrisome that both teams were coming into it with very good form. That he was worried that they were not going to want to overexpose anything. And it was going to be a little bit of a snooze, snooze fest. But given what happened to both of them midweek, I think now that's off the table, and they both have to come out showcasing something. So on that end, I think it's safe to say that we should have a good game. Um, both both okay. teams showed that they have a weakness. Yes. Now it yes. just depends mm-hmm. on who has the players to capitalize on that. And for me, like I think we have the players. Now, do they have it? I don't think so. I, I think it's just Vega and other guys. If I'm just being honest. I think everyone in Mexico looks at Chivas like that. It's, it's Vega and everyone else. So yeah. if we're able to like keep Vega in his place, I do think that we're gonna be a very successful team this this Saturday. And that might be up to Emilio Lara to take care of, right? Yeah, and and, 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 and he got a rest. He got to rest yeah. this uh, this week, so it's even better. Like from from that standpoint, right? He's fresh and he's he's shown throughout the season, even in the in the frenzies, that he's capable of of a. Uh, any player. And that Such kid player, eats, you know? sleeps, breathes Club America. So, yes. Yeah. So it's like that's, it's gonna be fun watching him this game. So is 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 Emilio Lara gonna do uh to Alexis Vega what Chris's profile picture is looking like right now? <laughs> <laughs> I would I would get a jersey. That'd be iconic. That would <laughs> yeah, be you might make that that's why everyone's new profile picture on America exactly. Twitter. It's gonna be exactly what it is. Is that, that's gonna be the perfect Aguilas out of context picture. I'll tell you that much. Nah, yeah, he had media lot of flicking his tongue at first. Now it's gonna be that one out of context. Yeah. He ends up punching. <laughs> so I mean, let's, let's let's go with potential starting elevens here, Christian. Give me what what uh, Tan Ortiz is gonna come out with. Yeah, I think we're gonna go with the with, with the with the preferred eleven out of Choa and Net. The back four will be. Um, well, we don't know if Fuentes will start, but we'll just say he's starting, right? So we'll go Fuentes, uh, Nestor. Sebas and Laram, the three in the midfield is Fidalgo, Richard Sanchez, Diego Valdez. Up top, we have Cabecita on the left, Sendejas on the right, and our striker, La Bomba, Henry Martin. Which is one goal away from Nico Ibanez, who has 10 right now. Yeah, uh, Henry has nine. That's correct. And uh, Henry loves himself a goal in the Clásico, you know? So he's one of those players. He is. He is. We've always had one of those players that always scores. And it's funny because you always hear the comparison between him and Peralta. Mm-hmm. And that they're both players that love scoring on Chivas and other classicos. Yeah. Like Henry, I always thought was a, was a guy who loves to score against Pumas, which he does. But looking back over the years, man, that guy loves himself a goal against Chivas too. So, yeah. and he likes himself some pretty good goals as well. So, and I know, and I know Dylan will attest to that. And we'll I'll throw it back to you, Dylan. Uh, besides Henry, what what player do you think is going to be key going into this one, so we can execute the game plan and you know walk away with the result? Um, I I really want to see Fidalgo uh, step up a lot more. Um, I know, like like he kind of you kind of we kind of mentioned you know after the game we talked about you know some of the mistakes he did, some of the things he wished he did different. 
Um, I think we all agree that this was pretty much an off night. But uh, I feel like f- from his perspective, you know, he kind of runs a lot of things, uh, runs a lot of the show on the pitch. And so uh, I really want to see him step up uh, uh, this this time around um, because we didn't see I didn't see it enough uh, for me against uh, Santos. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking at Fidalgo a lot this game. Definitely. I agree. I think he runs a lot of those strings that America needs to be pulling in order to perform to a high caliber. Chris, you mentioned that America was exposed in regards to the Santos game to showcase, uh, you know, our weaknesses. What do you, what are you looking at now for America to kind of tighten up and then do correctly in this game against Chivas in order to look like a much more solid team? You know, when you said the starting 11, I wouldn't really be surprised if we see Aquino start. Because of what we, because of what we saw on Wednesday, right? I, getting like you guys pointed out, they attack us early. Like that's the first thing teams are start are gonna do. That's what the Chivas is gonna look is look to get the ball and attack right away. Get us when we're we're barely waking up. And I think if you have someone like Aquino who's able to be more defensive, be more uh, recovering the ball. I, I I could see Aquino uh, uh, starting this game, and I think that's that's the key thing to do is not let Chivas be explosive early. Let them let us have the ball. Let us be explosive. Let us. Uh, uh, we, one thing we need to not do. Well, here's the thing. So I seen someone say uh, before our, our uh, yesterday's game, right? That the way to beat Chivas is to shoot more at, at the goalkeeper. But after yesterday, do you want to see America shoot that many times? And that's a question. Not <laughs> I mean, on, no. only if it's on target. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean target, you know, please. it could have just been an off night for shooting. But to say we had 29 shots. Um, and only eight. And only eight on target. you That's kind of a bad night. Yeah. Now, let's say we had 15 on target. 17, 18. Now we're talking like, okay, now nah, we're, we're, that, we're just dominating. We're, we're steamrolling them at this point. To me, that's the game plan. That's what we're going to go into. We're going to start seeing Fidalgo shoot from distance. We're going to see uh, Valdez shoot from distance. Uh, Sendeja shoot from distance. Everyone that's from the outside is going to shoot from distance, uh, in my opinion. That's the way you're going to beat it. Because we, Watcho Jimenez got exposed against Igueres. And, and if we're able to, like I said, we have the offense to, do, to even make it worse for him than Igueres did. So in, for me, that's the game plan going into this game is attack. The goals are going to be there. If we if we simply attack and it's on target, the goals are going to be there, and I'll and I'll give you guys my prediction because of that a little bit later. But it could be a very high scoring game. All right. Well, Chris is already alluding to another seven zero for America. So we'll get to, we'll get we'll get back to that in just a second. Um, AJ, although you know, Chris mentioned it right that we need to be able to keep Chivas off the ball, have that ball possession, which by the way, the Stano side loves. We're very ball possessive side, not talked about enough, but it's because I, I think America does it in such a good transition. Uh, the midfield and the defense doing their job is going to be key as well. I think you, you're going to have to be able to hold it down in order to produce something up top. Yeah, no. Um, defense, Ganesha not lead too much space. I can't have this, especially after that Santos game. If it's wingers as well, if they're able to expose our fullbacks, whoever is going to be, whether it be like if it's going to be Layun on the right or Lara. I hope really it's not Layum, but if it is, well, left and a left back side, if it's going to be Chava or um, Fuentes, please try to stick to your players. 
don't I mean understand that game waiting for that counterattack, you need to stick with these players because they know that when you have guys like Alexis Vega, Sandivar, or Yipioha Rado, those guys are pacey. They definitely could take on defenders and beat the defenders with ease. And if you give them too much space, they're gonna punish you. That's what I do not want to see. That midfield is trying not to make too many mistakes. It's trying not I need no one in that midfield to have an off night, especially in a game against Chivas. These guys gotta up gotta be at 110 percent you step up in the big moments and they really cannot try to see them messing up too much on their passes. Yeah, if they got a shot, if you got a shot on um for you to take, take that shot. I want to see a plenty of the um shots coming from the midfield, especially since I feel like that's gonna be one of the key points that we're gonna to need to do in this game against Chivas. But make sure those shots are on target. Can I have another um off night? I want I don't want to see too many of the fans getting freebies from from America with their shots taken, with the ball taken home. Don't need that. No one was enjoying yeah. that. But, yeah, no, all in all, they need to step up in this game as well. It's against your rival. It's against your mostly hated rivals as well. This is for bragging rights. You got to show who's the better team at, at the end of the 90 minutes. Yeah, got to showcase exactly why we are the biggest team in Mexico. And I don't know you in the world, but that's just me. But okay, let's uh, let's talk predictions here. All right, Chris, tell me why uh, why Jurgen Dam's job as the pyrotechnic of the Sayasteca is going to be quite busy on Saturday. I think it's going to be a four-one game. Four-one. I, I think they do hit us early. I I just think uh, just the last two games, right? It, I feel that that's just going to be one of those things. But I do think as this game goes on, you're going to see America adjust. You're going to see America pressure. You're going to see them move forward. And like I said, Watcher got exposed. There was a, like, a lot of people from that fan base that were already saying he needs to be the starter at the World Cup. He needs to, uh, he's already better than Ochoa. He's, uh, you know, a lot of things. He's, the, he's better than Acevedo. A lot of things that we, I'm sure all of you saw it. Like, I, I'm not making this up, you know. And to me, once Tigres exposed that and you look at our, we're better. We have offensively, we're offensively better than Tigres this season, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, th- and I think their defense is not going to, like, they're, they have a good defense, but I don't think they're going to be able to stop these, uh, these goals, these shots. So I have a scoring four, and I do think they do get one in, but it's going to be an early goal. Okay. Interesting. That's quite the tide of turns. Um, Christian, what is your prediction for Saturday? Something similar. Um, I'm going 3-1. I think that uh, we can hit them early, actually. Um, I, I have this game going a little bit different. Um, I think that America's not going to make the same mistake like they did against Santos. I think they're going to try to dominate the game from the get-go. Not really that get any chances. We'll go up early. Um, somewhere in between of the classic. You know how classicals get, right? Back a little bit back and forth. I think they'll get one. But ultimately, we should win this comfortably. All right. I like it. I like it. AJ. Give me a prediction. Let's go 3 0. Want a clean sheet in this one? Why not? That's why I, I love like. it. Why I love not? it. I love it. I'm going back with my old narrative when I first joined the pod. Three <laughs> mils everywhere, please. All right. I like it. I like it. Okay. Dylan, what's Cowboy Dan giving us for his prediction? I'm going to go with the barn burner, but America comes out on top 3 2. 3 2? Is that what you said? <laughs> wow. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, that is a barn burner. <laughs> but it is quite quite the game. I'll, I'll give you that much. At least for the entertainment perspective side of things, especially for a neutral, a 3-2 result, I'll take that. Either way, three points is all that matters. Um, 
But hey, I, I like it. I enjoy it. Well, uh, I guess that just leaves my prediction. Um, well, you know, my birthday's on Sunday, so of course this could be the best uh, actual birthday gift for me would be America to win. But not just that. I, I want, uh, you know, getting real picky here, but I want not only a goleada, but I want a clean sheet, right? That's two very difficult things. So uh, I'm not saying this is necessarily going to happen, although I would love it if it did. And I think it would be absolutely the cherry on top of everything. But, and I know people are going to come out here and they're going to criticize me and they're going to roast me and they're going to kill me. And when the game ends 1-0 to America, they're going to be like, well, where was this energy? But I'm going with an America 5, achieve a 0. I respect it, bro. <laughs> I respect it because I see it. And it's a classical, right? It's a classical. It, 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 like they always say, it doesn't matter where they're at in the table. It's it's the most yeah. important game of the year in Mexico. It's it's the most passionate game when it comes to uh, the fan base, even the players, you know? So I understand that maybe it won't even be like how we're saying it, but on paper and how I'm envisioning it, and like I said, their weaknesses just fits our strength. So I, I, that's why I said 4-1. And, I, and, and Christian, you made a good point. It, it is possible that we just go in there and score early. It is possible. I could, I could, I could see that. Maybe the, 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 the one goal that they score is, like, later on. But it's, it, there's, there's a lot of ways that this game could go. And it's probably the best thing that could happen for this Clásico because we cannot say that for many, many years. Yeah. No, that's true. That's 100% true. But overall, look, we're just expecting a good game, a, a good back and forth. How many fights are we going to see on the pitch, guys? Hopefully at least two or three. Hopefully I'm going to see a couple yeah. fights. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Some pushing and shoving here and there. Fine. It's a classic. It happens. Yeah, you, you're going to have a really hard foul. The real, the real question is, how many fights is Lada going to get into? Oh. Ooh. Uh, you, you know he's gonna start at least one. My man is definitely. He's gonna be a hot. He's gonna be a hot head like Edson. Does he do it? Because I mean, Vegas is the national team. Yeah, but I mean, it's just nah, he doesn't care about though. that. He doesn't see that. He sees, he sees right. only two colors. Uh, you know, yellow and blue. You're right. So, and then he's gonna be seeing I mean, a bunch of red. I'm excited. That game. He's gonna be seeing a bunch of red. <laughs> as long as he doesn't get a red, I'm fine with that. Please That's don't. All I care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah but... <laughs> I cannot, but I we're gonna see at least one red. One red, one red. We'll see. I'll see a red in this one. Yeah. Then their fan base is gonna be crying after the game. Yeah. Which fan base though? That's, that's, that's the and and the red card, the red card is gonna go to Ochoa. Oh. <laughs> oh <my God>. Hey, <laughs> let it be in the ninetieth. Let it be at the very end. Yeah. It's funny that the but, when we're already at five nothing, like you said. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that five nothing clean sheet, and he gets a red card. Um, I'll take that. That's shit shithousery right there. He yeah. does a little celebration at the end. That'd be nice. Which, by the way, guys, if America does win this game, we do secure first place. So that is uh, an well, extra, an extra motivation on top. An extra is motivation, it? and if well, if if Monterrey loses and if, or draws, yeah. Okay. Which again is a, uh, another motivational factor for America, like you mentioned, Christian, right? So, mm-hmm. so make sure you guys are ready for the Clásico Nacional. It's going to be uh, this Saturday, six p.m. I originally thought it was going to be at seven, but no, six p.m. Pacific Standard Time, eight Central, nine Eastern. So it's prime time for you guys. What time's the Canelo fight? Probably, I was about to say it's probably, probably 11, that. 11, 30, 12 o'clock Eastern so Standard Time. So it's okay. about nine o'clock our time, right, Chris? Yeah. 
So, because I thought originally it was just going to be the game, and then right after that, the fight's going to be going on. Maybe that's no, why they pushed be. it yeah. earlier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, probably might be the case. But um, a lot of things going on this Saturday. But the biggest one, obviously, being America versus Chivas. And so, again, hopefully our Aguilas can come out on top in regards to that aspect. Um, a lot more stuff to talk about next week in regards to the America, right? We're going to be having, quote-unquote, an international break, an off week for America, but we know that's not true. Wednesday, we have Nashville. And then, of course, Saturday, we have, yeah, you heard it right, another Clásico Nacional, but this time in Atlanta. So <laughs> uh, it, it's it's a weird time for America again, where you think it's the last two games of the season and it's not. It's, we still have quite a bunch more to fit in. But, uh, gentlemen, anything else you guys want to add up before we wrap it all up here? Um, I'm being streak started when I started wearing my Cincinnati. So, yeah, and and you since go. you started calling America what? El mame. El mame. <laughs> El mame. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good El take. Mame. That's a good no take right there. <laughs> and gentlemen, anyone else wants to add in to anything? I don't know if we could top that to be honest. Yeah, I know that's. Yeah, that's Dylan on, takes yeah, the cake like people. always. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. If we win, so, the next podcast name is going to be El Mame. El Mame, yeah. El Mame. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking forward to that. But okay, gentlemen, let's wrap it up here. Um, thank you so much for all of you for taking your time out of the day. It was nice to have a full panel, talk all things America, and talk all things El Mame on here. So, uh, <laughs> looking forward to doing it again next week. And uh, again, excited, hopefully, that we can walk away with a good victory on Saturday at the Azteca, and we'll talk more, I guess, then. Thank you to all of you guys who have been showing us support on our TikTok page over there. We've uh, been more than gracious for all your guys' feedback and support, and for all of uh, the Americanista community that is over on our Twitter and Instagram as well. With that said, you guys have a wonderful time. Please be safe and take care. And as always, Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.